<laughs> All right, we're good. We're starting. Here we are on a little Zoom meeting. It's like I'm back at work. Yes, with just another hour and with a computer screen in front of us. Just another uh, hour-long meeting with with Aaron. We're going to circle back to that mm-hmm. topic. We're going to follow up, um, get some, just get a feeling from our product partners, and then uh, we'll get back to you on that. And to respect everyone's time, we are yeah. going to try and end a little bit early so that we can all take care of some personal things between meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Because I know right now in the current environment, it's really important that we prioritize ourselves. Yeah. And yeah. really, and really uh, give grace to each other as we, um, we navigate through these yeah. problems and these difficult times. That's right. And if you're lucky, I'll give you maybe five, ten minutes back to your day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I, mean, I don't know about you, but I am like all of my Zoom meetings, they always plan to end early. And then they end up bleeding over like 10 minutes to the next meeting. Yeah. Absolutely. And I am, so I am like just chronically late. Mm-hmm. The exact same, like, I think that's exactly how it worked when I was like actually working in the office too. But like, yeah. Always the di- late. The difference for me is showing up late in person. Oh, mortifying. Hated it so much. Zoom meetings, I don't give a fuck. I'm coming in five, 10 minutes late. I don't say anything. Just well, continue, thing, people. Uh, uh- uh, like for my job, at least, a lot of times I'm the person that needs to be working through things. Like I'm um, the person that's like needs to be answering questions and stuff. Sure, sure. And sure. so me not being there, everyone else is just like, "Well, I guess we're gonna wait for Aaron." And then I always get like, I always get like, because um, we have like eight different platforms that all you can message and stuff on. I get a sure. Skype, and they go, "Hey, are you are you coming to this meeting?" And I'm like, "Yeah, we're we're just running late." Yeah. Um. Yeah. You got a Skype. You got a Slack. You got a Microsoft Teams. Yammer. I've never even heard of that. SharePoint. Oh, God. Don't talk to me about SharePoint PTSD. Oh, oh. Too, too many. Too many. Oh, but let's get out of this corp world, shall we? Because we are taking a little dive into something a little more uh, festive, wouldn't you say? Oh, a little holiday. A little sprinkle, sprinkle of snow. And thank God, I need a little bit of Christmas time in my life. A, or a little Hanukkah time. Little or a little Christmas, Kwanzaa time. little Hanukkah, a little Kwanzaa, whatever you're feeling. We celebrate all the holidays here at, at Bopper Flat. Absolutely. I do zero decorating for all the holidays, so I just celebrate about the same for each. You know. This so it's like every other year I decorate. Um, this and, and I was gonna decorate, ask. I, mean, I, I was gonna ask. I feel like you're someone who puts up the lights. I so I every year is different. This year yeah. I officially put up some string lights um, to, okay. to line my my window uh, of my apartment, and I I bought a smart plug so it like will turn on and off. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. When sunset and sunrise happens, so it's like easy peasy. I don't have to worry about it. Love that. Um, and I have a feeling they're going to stay up until I move out. Like, I think <laughs> I am just not going to not fair. do that. So that's, that's going to be how that is. Um, so I, Simon, we're reviewing yeah. the, a holiday. This is our holiday episode. Holiday episode. And I'm what so episode? glad we are doing this one because I'm a big fan of this lady. We are doing none other than Dolly Parton's A Holly Dolly Christmas. Mm. Oh, Mm. I cannot wait. And uh, the best part about this is when we, when we got the, or this idea for this uh, album actually came from our friend Chad, who 
spoilers, our special guest, uh, he reached out to us and he was like, hey, I know, I know I'm Jewish, but I love Dolly Parton. Yes. I would love to come on and review uh, the Dolly Parton Christmas album. And so obviously we said yes, and we were so happy to welcome Chad. If you don't know Chad, you are not a, a member of the Twin Cities, either uh, queer or ally community, mm-hmm. um, because he is the, uh, the creator, founder, and entrepreneur Mastermind. of Flip Phone Events. Um, Chad, thank you so much for um, hopping on the podcast today to talk about this album. Hello. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Yes, as a Jew, uh, I'll tell you shortly about my experience with Christmas and Christmas music. Yes. Uh, I'm a huge, huge Dolly Parton fan. Uh, so my, my dog is actually named after her, Dolly B. Barkin, oh. as well. Uh, and so I, I've been a Dolly fan for quite some time. So I'm excited to discuss this all with you. Oh, and we're definitely going to have to get some pics of Miss Dolly up on the Insta, I think. She's good friends with oh. Perry Jean. Yes. They, yeah, they, those two, they're a, a dynamic duo. They're actually from the same breeder. They go way back. Oh, that's so back, cute. Back to the beginning. Back to when the <laughs> earth, the sun, the stars all aligned. Six months ago. <laughs> um, so, so, Chad, you say that you've been a longtime fan of Dolly. What got you into Dolly? And um, yeah, what has the, your relationship been like over the years? The year was, I believe, like, I think 2002. I was in college and my dear friend Heidi... Um, it was like, oh my God, Dolly Parton. I was like, ha, 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 Dolly Parton. Because like back then she was kind of the butt of all the jokes like in the late 90s of like having a big chest. Like you would go around and put two balloons in your shirt and be like, look at me, I'm Dolly Parton. And uh, <laughs> it really, was really sort of the, 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 like not really taken seriously. But in college, I listened to Jolene, I believe in 2002. And that really... Uh, made me want to learn more. This was really before internet music. So I got a copy, I think a two disc Dolly Parton greatest hits. And I studied abroad in the year 2003 in uh, Cape Town, South Africa. And I brought my uh, CD Walkman with me. Yes. That was like one of the albums that I just listened over. It was all types of Dolly songs. And that sort of, and then all my friends on the program, we sort of became obsessed with Dolly because she also has some really ridiculous songs, which we may talk about too. Oh, um, I'm sure. One of them, are you familiar with Me and Little Andy? No. No. It's this song where Dolly uh, uh, pretends to be a little child who's coming to somebody's door and her and Andy is their dog. And then they die in the middle of the night and go to heaven. And she puts on this really creepy voice. As this child, and we became obsessed with this song and really dug into Dolly. And here I am, uh, 20 years later almost, still obsessed with Dolly. Well, I mean, just from what we hear on this album, that fully checks out for me. Yes. yes. Dolly is camp. She loves a little spoken monologue. Oh, so good. And I've, I've seen her, I think, three times live. And then I've been to Dollywood twice. Oh, yes. Dollywood is the uh, amusement park that she built in her hometown, right? Yeah. So actually, yeah, Dollywood is like the number one philanthropist out of all musicians that I know. So she basically built this in the Smoky Mountains 
as a place to get her family and friends to work. So you're there and it's like on Jan cinnamon rolls and it's really Jan Parton who's running the cinnamon rolls. So all of her family members <laughs> are running different parts of it. And then there are shows wherever you look, employing her family members singing songs. I mean, she comes from a huge family. I believe she has, I think, seven, eight siblings. So you go there, everybody's a Parton and it's amazing. There's like 3D movie rides with Dolly Parton who comes out. You get to go through her closet um, and then she pops up. It's the roller coasters are all built into the Smoky Mountains, and it's amazing. And I'm planning to go with all my friends for my 40th birthday. You rent a cabin out in the Smoky Mountains, and then go to Dolly Park. And the food, the shows, the rides are really, really amazing. I like 100% say make make a trip. Gosh. I'm go like literally that is now on my list. Oh yes, absolutely. Me and Aaron were going. And I thought I, I literally thought it was like a like a, a little like ho dunk town that maybe had like a house <laughs> that you could like tour. But how you're describing it, it sounds like a legit amusement park that's like oh, it's a better so than it's so fun. And then outside in the town of Pigeon Forge has the weirdest things. There's Alcatraz East. Um, where they built a fake Alcatraz museum. And there's a gigantic Titanic ship that you can explore. And then we went on the Jurassic Park boat ride. That was an old shoe store that they put in dinosaur audio animatronics. If you want camp and ridiculousness, this is the place to go. Everything so, that you're describing, it's like the pieces of Dolly for me are falling into place of like why she is how she is. Like it makes so much sense to me. <laughs> Dolly was like, move over Branson, Missouri. Here I come. I am taking my stake in the ground. That whole like kooky wackadoo is now me. We that were amazing. God. We were actually there. I think it was the last year, or no, the year before, uh, when she was debuting her whole Christmas festival, and she was at the park. Oh my god! We ran into her lighting the Christmas tree. Of course, on fire. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she, like. The whole thing is she wanted everybody to look. They had fireworks. They had this whole spectacle. But everybody was staring at Dolly. And she's like, turn around. Look at this tree behind me. And she sang a few songs. And she was literally 10 feet away from us in the park. Incredible. That is so cool. It was the coldest day in the park. It was like maybe 42 degrees. So normally she's in the parade. But it was too cold for Dolly to be in the parade. They had about 16 uh, space heaters around her to keep her warm. And yeah. Christmas is all about Dolly Parton. Absolutely. Like, so Simon, what about you? What's your relationship with Dolly? You know, when I was younger, uh, my mom really liked the movie Nine to Five. And so I saw that. That's a classic if anyone's out there hasn't seen it. We got, we got Jane Fonda, we got Dolly Parton, and we got, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm forgetting her name. Help me, Chad. What's her name? The other um, one. Lily Tomlin. Lily Tomlin. Thank you so much. And um, so that was my first exposure to Dolly and I was like who is this like this like busty buxom blonde here who's taken down the man at this corporate office so um I kind of put that on the back burner of like okay save this reference for later it'll be important in your life like at some point but like right now maybe not and so um Honestly, like, uh, the most exposure I've had really to Dolly is just seeing all of her philanthropy work in the news and how generous she is with all of her 
her earnings and all the interviews I've seen with her. She just seems like such a wonderful human being and so down to earth. I, and reviewing this album has made me want to learn even more about her. And I'm, I've just become very excited to dive deeper into the world of Dolly and her music and now some more films that she's been in that I I haven't seen all of them. And now she has a new Netflix Christmas special starring uh, Christine Baranski. Definitely going to watch that for the holiday. Yes. Yes. I watched the trailer before this about five times. It's, exactly what you'd expect christine baranski is playing like this this very haughty businesswoman she's got her red leather gloves and her wool her gray wool coat and her tight haircut and she's just serving out eviction notices in this small town left and right and i don't know what the plot like how that came to be i don't know if anyone in this town is like just paying no bills at all but she's she's getting everyone out of there and she says the the deadline for your eviction is now christmas eve and so that's the plot essentially and dolly is like an angel who is gonna make her a better person so obviously i'm in right you got me sold i'll watch and it. it's 14 <laughs> original songs by dolly parton yes. yeah i was wondering like is that's not this album she has no, another a album coming out thing that we, <laughs> yeah i mean oh. She's just blessing us with a lot of content, isn't she? But there are songs on here that I think would probably be on that one, like Christmas in the, in the Square. Christmas right? in the like, Square. Yes. That's yes. totally going to be in the movie, because that's like the name of the movie, right? Yeah. yeah. Do you know yeah. albums Dolly has made in her lifetime? I'm going to guess 25. 30. I'm going to guess I'm gonna guess 12. Oh, definitely more than 12. Definitely more. Um, I believe it's like 57. Oh, uh, God. Move over, Kylie Minogue. To Kylie Minogue. There's a new sheriff in town. Bam, bam. 51 studio albums. Okay, well, are any of them, like, best ofs? Are any of them, like, re-recordings? No. I mean, 51. I think she has over... She has, like, she's recorded one of the most number of songs out of any artist out there. She's well, a busy woman. a song called, like, what, like, Me and My Little Boy Andy. I yeah. think, I mean... I wonder if there are a lot of, of the barrel. I wonder if there are a lot of B-sides there, Carly Rae Jepsen B-sides. You know? Yeah, there there are a lot. And true Dolly fans know a lot of them and some of them mm-hmm. are repurposed, but she is a content machine who Truly. started um, in uh, the 60s. Do you do you know the whole story about her and uh, Porter Wagner? I've heard it and I don't remember. So I know Porter Wagner is so like uh, there's, yes. a great drunk, there's a great drunk history about this as well. So uh, she was introduced as a new singer. She traveled all the way uh, from Pigeon Forge to Nashville as a young buck. And uh, Porter Wagner was like, oh, your voice is great. Join me on the Porter Wagner show. Yes. And so this was the show that he produced. And so Dolly was singing and she signed a contract with him. And then Porter Wagner was like, you're all mine. And Dolly was like, no. And she broke up with him and then started her own thing. Yes. Sort of the whole, her, what a lot of these artists are still doing now. And she took it over herself. So in addition to watching that Drunk History episode, I also recommend it, uh, listening to the Dolly Parton America podcast. Yes. Yes. Oh I've heard gosh. of this. Which is a mix. It's put out by NPR, and it goes through sort of Dolly Parton's cultural impact on yeah. the world. 
in all different levels. And it works out because the person who's doing it is worked for NPR, but their father, I believe, is a doctor at Vanderbilt. And so Dolly goes to the doctor. So that was the connection for the podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. At Vanderbilt, you know what she just did. She's funding that coronavirus vaccine. Yes, she is. Thank you, Miss Dolly. She's here to save us because the current administration just doesn't feel Isn't. like it, I guess. Yeah. Ugh. And you, you know about her imagination library? Okay, so I've heard of this. It's a program, correct me if I'm wrong, where like every month she sends out di- like books to children or something like that? Yeah, children in need. They start, I believe, <laughs> when they're six months and they go until they're five years old where they get a different book in the mail every month from Dolly. That is It's like insane. millions upon millions upon millions of books that she's gotten out to people. I, I love that. She's just Dolly like- is, is truly uh, the saint of... Of the holiday season. Of all time, I feel like. A patron saint. Whenever- <laughs> Move over, Ellen DeGeneres. Move over, <laughs> Oprah Winfrey. Yeah, yeah. And whenever an interview she's talking about it, she said her whole goal is to make people happy, and if the money comes along with it, great. But my whole goal in life is to, to bring smiles to people's face, which I think this album is about. That just warms my heart. It's like noon recording time. I'm just going to be crying by myself on this Zoom meeting because of how much I love Dolly. <laughs> so before before we go into uh, our thoughts on the album as a whole, do we want to just maybe like do a quick around the room of like, what What's is our relationship with, with, with holiday albums and just mm-hmm. uh, maybe what our favorite holiday album has been of years past? Sure, sure. Um, I have a pretty light smattering of holiday music. Uh, growing up, we listened to The Carpenters have a Christmas album. I think. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, it's so good. It's really good. And then, of course, we have Mariah Carey's Christmas album. Um, Mm -hmm. And then in recent years, I added a Kylie Minogue's Christmas album to the playlist. And then Ariana Grande has a couple Christmas songs that are a little bit like when you're feeling a little sexier, (laughs) you throw those on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I've pretty much gotten by on like that, plus you throw on a little like holiday radio and you just get what comes to you kind of thing. I don't know. So would you say you're more of a classics person or do you uh, like to hear the new songs coming out too? I'm more of a classics. I like the classics. I do. Yeah. What about you, Chad? Uh, So being Jewish, we have a very interesting relationship with Christmas. Mm -hmm. We don't really celebrate it all through my life. We would just get Chinese food and go to the movies. Which I would just say, honestly, that sounds way better than most of my Christmases. Yeah, no, to do the Chinese. But going through school, even when you go to public school, you learn all the Christmas songs. You hear all the Christmas songs. I was the type of kid, Santa, I, my mom tells this story, Santa gave me a, a candy cane once, and I give it back to Santa and say, no, I'm Jewish. When we were out, like, at the mall. Oh, no, thank you. <laughs> That's not for me. Um, so you have this whole relationship where you don't feel like 
Christmas is for you, but almost every Jew I know can recite all the words to every Christmas song. I was in the Christmas Carol plays. I know this, uh, everything that you said. Yeah. Like, oh, this is what, it wasn't really until I, uh, I got in a relationship with a goy that I started, started learning about Christmas. We never did anything Christmas. And some of his older family members were like shocked. Like, what do you do for those two days? I was like, I don't know. Like, Hang even out. When I was in college, I wasn't even home at that time. I would like would drive and visit friends or people who weren't um, celebrating. Right. Uh, and so, but music, I mean, one of my favorites, oh, I think we're talking about that later, but um, I really like uh, from Mame, We Need a Little Christmas. And Angela Lansbury sings that. Uh, in it it's very gay yeah. and it just really like feels like what we need right now yeah in, in this country is a little christmas and so it's a really uh, a piece that I, I i like listening to but i mean mariah carey is my number one along with dolly so yeah. of course she can do no wrong with christmas i think i really like that other um the the three sailors coming in on Christmas Day song. I don't know why I really like that song. You know what, what I'm talking about? <laughs> we three I, kings of Orient are. I don't. Know. <laughs> Something about three coming in. Um, and that, that was, sounds about right. Yeah. That I, I like. And the the thing is, there's really not many Hanukkah songs. You have like the Adam Sandler Hanukkah song, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. the Latka song. Um, that doesn't really make sense. That just has word, <laughs> Jewish words that rhyme in it. Yeah. But then you just have so many Jewish artists who record Christmas songs, like Barbara Streisand has a remarkable Christmas album. Love Barbara. There's so many other Jews who just are known for their Christmas songs. I mean, that seems like it could be a potential untapped um, market for music. You know, get a big Jewish name out there doing a Hanukkah album of sorts. Uh, Hanukkah, in terms of Christmas, it's a really insignificant holiday. Okay. Mm-hmm. They don't really even celebrate it in Israel or other places. It's, it just became so big in America because of Christmas. It's not really even yeah. a holiday, and it sort of was like the American twist. But the- throw in some capitalism into the mix. Right. Yeah, there you go. 12 days? Sign eight, me up. Eight nights. Yeah. Eight nights. Oh, eight. Yeah. Why am I thinking 12? I, there's 12, oh, days. 12 days of Christmas. <laughs> come on. God. Come on. Yeah, I don't uh, think it's really the worst. Than like, I think like less than 2% of Jews make up America. So I don't know if that's like the demographic I would really like jump right into sure. making popular there you go. Yeah, there you go. It's just marketing sense. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Aaron, how about you? Um, so for me, I, I definitely uh, have vivid remember or memories of listening to Era Neville Soulful Christmas Time growing up, and like there were there were just like my parents are the type where they have like they had like cabinets of CDs, and I think they still have those cabinets of CDs that just are like those are that's what they listen to for music, and so when it came to Christmas or when it comes to Christmas, when I go home to uh, my parents for the holidays. It's always a uh, okay. So which album? Which one? Which one of these like four different Christmas albums are we going to be listening to on rotation this or today? Yeah. Um, which like I think kind of made me uh, a classics listener. What I will say is I think um, I don't know why, but uh, I ended up like 
spending a lot of time with Kelly Clarkson or uh, Kelly Clarkson's uh, Wrapped in Red um, Christmas album. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it slowly became like m- legit my, like my go-to Christmas album. And okay. I, I think that it has now become my classic of like, if I'm going to go back and listen to a Christmas album, it's going to be the Kelly Clarkson Wrapped in Red Christmas album. Um, just such a good album. I think it, like, as I was talking about earlier, like, it's an on again, off again year for me in terms of Christmas. Some years I celebrate like completely and other years I'm like, bah humbug. Like, Oh God, everyone's getting gift cards. <laughs> um, and uh, that year in particular, I was like, I am going to get, I'm going to be really excited about Christmas. And I even like bought a tree and I did the whole thing. Um, so that's kind of my relationship with 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 uh, with Christmas, but I don't usually go out of my way to listen to newer Christmas albums. So this was a treat to to hear a, a classic artist uh, perform some some holiday favorites as well as add some new ones in. So um, excited to kind of talk about the album. Yeah. Do you think do you think Christmas albums are cash grabs for artists because they don't have to write the majority of the songs, and it's just one, two, skip a few. Here's an album. I think that's I think, definitely I think, one of the reasons. I don't know. I think it's, le- to be honest, I would say it's less cash grabs for the artist, way more cash grabs for the the um, the label. Like, okay. I have a feeling that a lot of labels have, like, you're going to put a Christmas album in here, and you're going to do, like, four different Christmas, like, shows or whatever, and you're going to call it and, like, wrap it in a bow, because they know that if they, like, like there are there is a a small contingent of people that every year they will try and find the newest christmas albums and listen to them like leah michelle found no commercial success with any with any of her pop music but i think her christmas album ended up like being an okay uh holiday like pick Mm -hmm. same thing with like i I think that a lot of artists that are like i don't i haven't put out or an album in a while i might as well put out a christmas album like i'm very surprised that adele has not done one as kind of mm-hmm. that like satiary in between mm-hmm. 25 and whatever she's doing next. Cause right. she, it is right for the pickings. And we know for a fact that like, if anyone's going to beat out um, Mariah Carey for number one Christmas song or like Christmas album, it's probably Adele. Yeah. I honestly had no idea that Leah Michelle had a pop career until maybe two weeks ago when you played a song of hers for mine, that was a revelation. Hashtag justice for cannonball. Sure. We'll see if that gets trending. But after some recent events with her, I don't know. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. Maybe oh, maybe we can, like, turn a blind eye. No. For the holiday? Just for the holidays? For the, holi- for the holiday? Well, this is, like, past Leah Michelle, when, like, no one knew about how bad she was as a person <laughs> to work with. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Well, should we get into the album? Yeah, would love to. Who wants to start? Thoughts as a whole. Sure, I can start. Um, this is her first Christmas album in 30 years. So she has a second one, you're saying? She has two other ones. One iconic one with Kenny Rogers that is like top selling, is like known in, in the canon of Christmas music. I have a feeling that was one of our albums on rotation. Uh, you know that her like, number one Christmas song Hard Candy Christmas. It sounds familiar. familiar with it? it sounds familiar it, to me. Isn't that from that's isn't that from 
Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. Yeah. Like, it's actually from that, right? Oh, I've definitely yeah. heard this. She released it, uh, and that became her number one Christmas song. Okay, all right. Of course, which, by the way, going back into, like, how I... My relationship with Dolly, pretty much, like, non-existent, but I will say I watched Best Little Whorehouse in Texas um, this, like, last spring for one of my Show Tune Sundays events, and it was iconic, and the music was iconic, and oh, Dolly was iconic in her outfits. And, like, I heard that song, and I was like, oh, damn, I remember that song. That's a good song. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go into the album. <laughs> uh, in terms of, in terms of uh, this album for me, I think um, I, I really want to give it a bop because I think that, like, I love Dolly as a whole, and I love Dolly uh, as um, an artist. But I think for Christmas albums, this is this is a flop of a, a Christmas oh, album for me. You're gonna do that um, to Dolly. I, I, you know what? I, I actually think I have listened to Kenny the Kenny Rogers and Dolly one, and it is that one's like really good. Oh, it's and I fabulous. think that one actually might be one of the the ones in the crystal um, plastic CD cases at my parents' place. Absolutely. But like in terms of this one in particular, it felt like it. Number one, it reminded me a little bit of the Dua Lipa DJ mix version of Club Future Nostalgia with like the random monologues, like just interspersed in in between the songs. Which you'll remember was my favorite part. Right, right. right. (laughs) And then additionally, it was like a pre-promo for her holiday movie on Netflix that's going to have a full album attached to that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And And then like in addition to that, it was just like, okay, so... Let me pull in a couple names from a couple of like the biggest names in Christmas, bring them into the album and we'll call it a day. Um, so when, like, it, it, in terms of my definition of what a bop or a flop is, a bop for me is always like, will I go back to the album and listen to it from, from beginning to end? Will I go back and just want to listen to the full album? I would say probably not. Mm. This is an album I'm going to be pulling some songs from, adding to a Christmas playlist maybe even the Jingle Obsessions playlist that we Ooh, are um, putting on Apple Music and maybe Spotify. As Someday as Spotify, fast follow as it usually is. <laughs> fast follow. Um, <laughs> and add it to those types of things because there's some really good songs and some songs, especially some of the originals that are really super good. But like this album as a whole is not one I'd want to go to or listen to from beginning to end. It doesn't really like fit the criteria as a top pop album for me. What about you, Chad? What do you feel about my opinion of giving it a flop? There's a few things I like knowing about this album that it was produced all in quarantine. Yeah. So I think that has extra difficulties. So all the random people that she brings in is all done digitally and not together. Mm-hmm. And all the orchestrations and everything is done in different layers. So knowing that, I think I would go into it saying it's not my favorite Dolly Parton, but I think given the time and place where we are now, it's a bop for me because I think it, it really brings the smiles and what we need in our world this moment where we are in the middle of a pandemic, where we are in the middle of every craziness of 2020, that it sort of has the, the, the smile. Some of the songs are sort of like, hmm, okay, Dolly, but knowing Dolly's unique history and all the songs, like if you're writing thousands of songs, they're not all going to be hits. And so, don't pulling- put out an album then. Put out an EP, Dolly. You don't need to put out a full album. Dolly is not an EP queen. No, okay, <laughs> she never has been. <laughs> and so, I think the synergy. She is a remarkable businesswoman. 
that she is now, you've turned on, she's been on the Today Show. She just sat down with Oprah yesterday and is on the Oprah thing on Apple TV. She gets her word out and she's sort of turning every year. I think last year, NBC did five different like Christmas dolly stories. She knows how to put her footprint in Christmas. And I think she's really bringing Christmas back. She truly knows how to hustle. And I mean, like, she's got to fund all those charities that she's given to all those books she's given out to children. So she's, she's got to get out there, release an album, release a Christmas special, and then another album, etc. She knows how to do it, for sure. For sure. Simon, what about you? What are your thoughts? Okay, so let me just set the scene for you. You can't tell because we're recording in the daylight, but I have my LED lights going. They're doing a a smooth fade from red to green to get me in the holiday mood. I'm feeling uncharacteristically optimistic given the time. Jolly, maybe? Jolly, one might even say. Normally, I'm a bit of a Grinch, but I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. I listened to this album more than a few times and really it gave me things I didn't even ask for. I mean, like you said, like the club future nostalgia, I got some of my spoken monologue stuff that I just love. And with Dolly's like characteristic wackadoo little voice she's got, it gave me everything I wanted. It's definitely not the most cohesive album I've ever listened to in my life. It's truly like a ragtag group of characters. Like It's like an open door situation, kind of like, all right, we got one song. Come on in, Jimmy. We're going to record. Like It's kind of that vibe for sure. Um, but I'm just feeling so good. The album got me feeling good. I I feel ready for Christmas. I feel excited i'm happy and i feel like dolly is a big part of that so for me i'm giving this album a bob i am i loved it you want to remind me i love that for you (laughs) the two of you may be a little um younger rosie o'donnell came out with a christmas album in the mid 90s what it had all these random people on it and this kind of felt like this generation's version of that and that was actually a like, people loved that album, but it was so weird and had no direction. So, recommend, add that to your list if you're looking for... Okay. I'm adding that to the notes. Adding that to so, the notes. funny enough, that uh, on the Jingle Obsessions playlist on Apple Music and hopefully Spotify, too, Soon there to actually Spotify. is a song from that album. Because as I was trying to find artists... Because some artists are, like, kind of a little bit more known for Christmas, and other ones are a lot less known for Christmas, and... The Chicks, uh, they, have, they have a song on the Rosie O'Donnell Christmas album. Ooh. And so that's why I was like, oh my God, Rosie O'Donnell has a Christmas album? And I just, I want to just tell you some of the people who are featured on it. Billy Joel, Sync, Gloria Stefan, Elton John, Celine Dion, Cher, Rosemary Keeney, Donny Osmond, Billy Porter, Darren these are Hill. These are like titans of industry. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, they have, she even got or Smash Mouth. Can you believe? What? The Smash the, Mouth. The coveted feature of Smash Mouth? Oh, wow. And Most the, known for All-Star? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And just a side note, if you watch, Rosie just actually put out a whole thing about saving lesbian bars in America. And the other night, she just did a whole sort of way to raise funds because there's only 15 lesbian bars left in the whole country. Are you serious? Of that, uh, you know, and that's what she's. I, I will say I went to one um, 
I was in Seattle, I think it was. And it, it's truly a sight to be seen of like, I always thought that I was welcome in a gay club, but like, number one, I wasn't like, they, the bartenders were not even like paying attention to me Mm-mm. or what, like wanting any of my money. Uh-uh, honey. <laughs> um, but it was like, just like the atmosphere was so different. It was a lot more like eclectic. There wasn't as much dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm all for lesbian bars. We just have to also make sure that we're realizing that like, girls, you need to support your bars if you're going to have them. Lesbian dance parties are my favorite dance parties I ever have been and will go to. A lesbian DJ and a lesbian crowd or queer woman crowd are always the most fun I ever had. But, like, don't they usually, like, happen underground? Don't they usually happen, like, house party-wise? Like, they don't... I mean, they happened when I was of the age that I was going clubbing in my 20s. So Mm. they still happen. They're less to be seen. But everybody out there, go support your community. Absolutely. Yes, please support your community and support other communities, too, if you can. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So, I mean, two to one, does that technically, is that technically a certified BOP or are we going with all three have to be a BOP to be a certified BOP? I think all three have to be be certified, but I think like it's fine for two to three. It's majority pick. And that's true. In my heart, in Chad's heart, the album's Maybe Aaron doesn't have a heart, so that's why it's not a BOP. Maybe he's Mm -hmm. the Grinch of the season. I might be the Grinch of the season. <laughs> so and that could be the gag of the season. Oh, there are so many unique choices in this album. Truly, yeah, truly. So, Chad, I'm, I'm really curious. What did you pick as your standout top bop? What was the top bop of the album for you? It was okay. There, it was between two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And first, I mean, the Holly Jolly Christmas opening it. Talking, I was talking to Matt, my husband. You cannot listen to that her version of Holly Jolly Christmas where she turns into Holly Jolly Christmas without a smile on your face. Truly. Like, it mm-hmm. led the album, and I'm not going to pick that because she did not write that song. Okay. She wrote, she wrote, I think, about six or seven of the songs on the, the track. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say it's The Christmas Is with Miley Cyrus. Ooh, oh, okay. Well, should we give it a listen? Let's sure. give it a listen. All right, we'll be right back. Ooh, wow. That a lot was of layers there. A lot of layers. Uh, so Chad, walk that us through. is what Christmas is. That's what Christmas yeah, is. Yeah. Um, first off, since it was recorded during the pandemic, all those audio, all the different vocals were recorded different places, different times put together, which is a skill. Dolly wrote this, and it kind of feels like a song that won't get old if you listen to it. And it sounds like, and I think a true Christmas song is the 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 recycle how much you can recycle the song too and it sounds like a a track that other artists could perform as well in a way and i think if you think of christmas songs it's all about sort of who does it and how it's done and i think miley and dolly's vocals together like really pair to create such a an exquisite song absolutely yeah, I, I I would have to agree with you. I feel like um, it was a, it was a cute duet. I do wonder because I feel like Miley Cyrus, for better or for worse, as we saw with like the um, the her newest single for her second single out of the album or her new album, Prisoner with Dua Prisoner. Lina. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like she's she's taking COVID medium seriously. <laughs> 
I would wonder, I would wonder if she, um, if, if they did record separately or not, but that's neither here nor there. But I, Aaron, I think that the Aaron, just, they were, they were both tested negative, private island. Multiple times, private multiple island. Times, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, w- I would say that it was a really, it's a really nice message of like, some people don't have, very, some people have everything. Some people don't have much at all. But like the true gift of Christmas is to give back, and that's like the true spirit of it. It does make me wonder: um, should there, like, should there ever be some people that don't have a good Christmas? Like politically wise, I kind of go like: shouldn't shouldn't we make sure that like no one doesn't have like no one's like starving? But yeah, yeah, the song overall is cute. Good point, Aaron. <laughs> And she says, yeah, she says, um, some have feasts upon table, others have in crumbs. There are, are the haves and have-nots. Yeah. And you could be either one. It's true. Which I think right now, more than ever this year, there are lots of people who will not have the Christmas they have had last year. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Very true. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a blessing that there's people like Dolly in the universe that are just trying to do as much good as possible. Um, knowing that there's been a lot of people, uh, especially in power these days, that have not um, really stood up to that challenge and have not been trying to do as much good as possible for people. Um, so thank goodness we have Dolly. Yeah, yes. definitely. She's a, a guiding light for all of us, I would say. And thank goodness Dolly and Miley have each other. Um, God-daughter, God-mother combo. Um, oh, just God, do and do it nonstop. God-mother goals, truly. You remember yeah. that Hannah Montana episode? Oh my gosh, I never saw Hannah Montana ever. But I would seek out that episode knowing that Dolly Parton Yeah, I watched just for that episode. I've never seen other than that. I will. Oh, I've seen other episodes, but I don't know if I've seen that one. So I might have to go back and... <laughs> in, in the... In the um, the show is, is she also Miley Stewart's grand or, or godmother? Uh, she's Aunt Dolly or good golly. Dolly. Dolly. Oh, that's yeah. so fun. Even two that. episodes. Where's oh. Billy Ray Cyrus on this album? I must ask. Mm. He, he has a track. Yeah, he has a, he has a track. No <laughs> fucking way. Did you miss that, Aaron? You missed that track list? <laughs> oh my God, he does. <laughs> I like the, the way that like the the album sh- like the songs show up is if the song is long enough it it, it says, just like, cuts it off doesn't say who it is cuts it and off and I never put two and two together I apologize to the world understandable mistake <laughs> <laughs> oh so funny well it looks like the whole Cyrus fam's on this album so she's got to call where's Noah favorite. Cyrus oh dot 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 that's the next album. Next album, for sure, for sure. So, uh, Aaron, what was your top op of the album? Well, you know, um, the song that, like, really felt right, like, I think that the Miley Cyrus song, um, Christmas Is, definitely felt right for, in terms of the current state of how people are going to be celebrating and what we really need to be doing as, like, the thought process for Christmas. Like, the interpersonal song that is it probably exactly how we're, we're kind of going to be spending Christmas is um, cuddle up cozy down Christmas with Michael Buble. Um, and that's my top bop. Yes. And I'd love to listen. Feet Mr. Buble. We're going to give that a listen. We'll be right back. Mm. 
those dulcet tones of Mr. Michael Bublé. Mm. I so good, so good, mm-hmm. and that, that's an original, original, an original. Yeah. Mm. You think it was like the the 2020 version of Baby? It's called outside rewrite to make it so that it's everybody's excited to stay inside and cuddle up. Appropriate. (laughs) Literally 100%. Like I think uh, the song is, so Baby It's Cold Outside is notoriously a non-consensual song about this guy getting this girl drunk enough that he stays at her place. Like that's the whole, she's like, I want to leave. And he's like, no, 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 you're staying. (laughs) And this song is actually very different where it's like, we're both consenting to want to stay down or to stay Mm -hmm. here together. And on top of it, in terms of like the 2020-ness of it, it is, uh, we're currently being encouraged uh, throughout all of the different holiday seasons to cuddle up and cozy down with your household and only your household. And Michael Buble and Dolly Parton are clearly in a pod. Right. Clearly. They're in a pod. They're in a small group. All the snow has fallen, passions calling, a glass or wine or two. We all know when it's more than, (laughs) when you said, oh, I had a glass or wine. Or two. Mm-hmm. I just want to or two. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. Chad, you are like stealing like literally all of my talking points. And I love <laughs> it that we're on the exact same page. Because I literally have that, that, um, that, that lyric screen grabbed because it is like just, it's exactly what we're, we're doing right now. We're just going to, uh, the snow has fallen. Uh, and the passion. Yeah. Between those two, you could feel the tension. The fact and- that Dolly calls Michael baby oh my god i mean i was just gonna say the song is so good and then for me obviously the cherry on top is a merry christmas dolly merry christmas baby oh yes aaron would you maybe given this album a bop if it was snowy outside and there was snow on the ground and we were doing this when the when you're like snowed in yeah i so i don't know i don't think Aaron Again, is Aaron is I, holding fast to his his rules of bop or flop, which is admirable. I yeah, would say. It, I don't want to. If I give every album a bop, it <laughs> makes it so. What am I doing reviewing? Because you just know that every album's a bop, and so I have so to be very strict. The bigger my, question: Can a holiday album? Because the holiday album doesn't have the same listening over and over again. That's true. The regular album, it's very selective. Of, you're not going to pop this in in April. That's true. That's true. I, so, question for everyone here: yeah. uh, Are we are we an after Halloween holiday album listener, or are we an after Thanksgiving or start of December, maybe even? Me, typically, I'm an after Thanksgiving, and I har- I hold fast to that rule. But I I'm glad that we made an exception. Yeah, I'm on maybe like Christmas Eve day when I'm not working. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I live in a yeah. house the shape of a Jewish star. We don't have a Christmas tree. There you go. But like, but Chad, correct me if I'm wrong. You could, you could, if you wanted to listen to. I, there's a lot. I feel like there is like enough holiday songs that are exclusively holiday, and not Christmas. Not talking about God and Jesus. That you could probably create enough of a playlist that you could have yeah. like a holiday. Yeah, like <laughs> Snuggly, Snowman, Hot Cocoa Play Mix. Yeah. 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 No, I didn't really think of that. I mean, in this album, she goes on from the really non-religious to like the really like Jesus. Oh, yeah. Here. 
song. Holly they, loves her some Jesus. Yeah, there, there's there might there might as well be some songs in here just called like Jesus the Son. Yeah, and and uh, calling back to the uh, Christmas in the Square Netflix special she has from the trailer, you could definitely tell there's a major Jesus thing. She loves like. Definitely. I wonder who's gonna play Jesus. Probably Dolly. All <laughs> oh, bedazzled, rhinestoned, gorgeous. So, um, I went gender to, bending. <laughs> I went to go see when we were in Dollywood. They have a uh, Dolly's Dixie Stampede, oh, which boy. is a Dolly Parton themed dinner show, and it was the Christmas version. So we went in. We were like, we're gonna go early and grab a drink. <laughs> They're like, what kind of root beer do you want? So oh, <laughs> no alcohol. Oh, and then when we were buying our tickets, they're like, okay, everybody's dividing in between the South and the North. And we're like, oh, which is the better sight line? And she's like, oh, the South is usually more popular. And we didn't get there <laughs> that it was like all like the South versus the North, the whole show, like who could cheer better? Then they have people coming out on horses. And the craziest thing about oh, it, one time, like Jesus flowed from the sky and like doves flew to his hand yes most wild thing i've ever seen um and you get all you can eat like ribs i mean we're vegetarian here was two queers a jew and a non-jew sitting on the south section i mean the north section and then they were like, oh, in Christmas, it's the North Pole versus the South Pole. We're like, we know exactly what's going on. Uh, if you're looking for some uh, required reading for this, too, mm-hmm. uh, the New York Times has a really good Dolly, Dollywood article about how it's mixed between the religious and the gays and how Dolly Parton's mm-hmm. whole career is played between these two worlds. And I think yeah. that this album has both of that. Yeah, for sure. That is so fascinating. Definitely does. She is like full camp. I love her so much. It's the best. What's your bop, Simon? Okay, so this is a toughie, but I think my the what I went with is a nice. uh, It's a nice round out to our selection of top bops. So I went with because you know me, I like a classic. I went with the title track. Holly Jolly Christmas. So good. I did. Let's mm-hmm. give it a listen. All right. We'll be right back. Ah. Oh, oh. Yes. Mm. Are you oh. in the holiday mood now? I I always have been, Simon. <laughs> the fair. snow is falling. The rain mm-hmm. is calling. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> the rain I feel is like calling. I could just go door to door selling wreaths listening to that song over. Yeah. Away. Absolutely. Well, there's no time. There's no time like 2020 to start a new career path. So, yes, I why not? During a pandemic, a door-to-door sales. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, obviously, I love a classic. This is just one of those like staple Christmas songs that you hear and you're ready for the Christmas season. And then you add in the Dolly flair, the charm that we all love. It's just a perfect concoction of holiday cheer. I love it so much. And add in that we get a whole bridge of Dolly talking to you. Ugh, perfect. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Well, during the during the bridge, she literally is like, well, um, 
I guess Dolly rhymes with Jolly, so better make yes. an album called Holly Dolly Christmas. Yes, like, it's perfect. Well, <laughs> does she oh. ever sing Holly Dolly? I don't think. No, she doesn't. No, no. no. But, I wonder you if know, copyright reasons or like I don't know how are these like public domain these Christmas songs or probably not. I, I bet you. I bet you. She was planning on going to the Met Gala back when it was the year of camp. And she was like, what can I do for camp? And she came up with this idea. And then she realized she wasn't invited to the Met Gala. So she got it. So she made a Christmas album instead. I'm sure she can get invited to the Met Gala. As, if you want. She oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, and if she's not invited, guess what? She will have her own Dolly Gala at Dollywood. And it will be better attended and publicized. With her... Um, well, yeah, she's going to use her family members to, to get out the word. And with her secret husband that is never... There's like three pictures of him online. Oh, I love Carl this. Bean. She's been married all these I, years. He doesn't... I was back. wondering that. He's they've been... Like a homebody. She's like, I go work. He stays home. Because they've been together for 54 years or something. Yeah. And there's also a rumor that Dolly Parton's tattooed from head to toe. And it's covered. And so there's a lot of conspiracy theories that she's paints over it. So if you Google that too, you can see like pictures of like maybe some tattoos coming out from her neck. I love this like crazy conspiracy theory, National Enquirer mumbo jumbo, like mystery around her. And Sign me up. I'm a believer. You're <laughs> going to find this on whatever that, that new channel is. Um, oh my God. What's it called? Copy table book two coming out um, this month on top of an album. She's like, I want every media print <laughs> that examines all her songs and tells how she comes up with the lyrics. And she she wrote, I will always love you and Jolene yes. in the same week. And yes. she still cassettes to make her music. And she um, she did that together. And she wrote Jolene because uh, one of uh, a fan came to her and it was a little girl named Jolene. And she's like, oh, that's the name I'm going to use. I love that. She's so like, just like... Oh, this happened to me, so I'm gonna do this. Oh, your name's Jolene. Okay, I like that name. I'm gonna use that in a song. Like, I love that about Dolly. Nine to five. The beginning was open because she was just playing with her nails, and you know how the beginning of nine to five yeah. is like typewriter sound. She did that with her nails first, and that's what what came up with the song. I love that about her so much. Oh my gosh. But yeah, so I mean, obviously, this is a bot, right? Across oh, the yeah. board. Across. Oh the board. yeah. Yeah, And I just want to point out um, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. we chose the first three songs of the album. Did um, we really? <laughs> so maybe, maybe, um, maybe the rest of the album isn't up to par. Maybe we just like it so much because we get through the first like couple tracks and then we're like, oh, we're done listening after that point, maybe. And also uh, December 6th is a... Um, uh, she had uh, the Holly Dolly Christmas TV special on CBS. Here's More it. specials? Oh, I watched that. <laughs> oh on December 6th, past December tense, 6th. I watched that. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> it was wait, full wait. of star-studded cast of guests. I, uh, yeah. I, I sent a letter to her. I said, please let me be an extra. Got no response. Maybe after COVID. But yeah, no, the, the top three. Can yeah. I... Um, but there were definitely other bops, too. Did anybody listen to it on Amazon where there were two extra tracks? Excuse me? What? There's, uh, there's the Wish Book and Three Candles, which I have not heard. All so, 
I haven't so, either. So, yeah. Chad, famously, Aaron is like our Apple proponent. He does the Apple Music. I am the Spotify counterpart. We are lacking an Amazon Music. I don't, does anybody even listen? I, I don't even know. It's probably included with our Prime memberships. That's true. So maybe after the fact, I'll have to revisit. Maybe. Yeah. I think so. Amazon's weird in that they have they have like the one that comes with Prime membership that has like a small selection of songs across the board, enough for like the listener that just listens to radio. But then they also have like their service where you can actually like have the full catalog, like Apple Music and stuff. And is that extra on top of your Prime membership? Oh, that's extra. Yeah. Hell no. Because I think we had, we're like a really an Alexa household everywhere. Oh, yeah. And so you need that to like go into it. I don't know. Okay, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. I, in doing research too, I was like, what does the general public think of this album? And the reviews where people were, they were actually like reviewing the fonts and the prints of the CD liner notes. <laughs> it was like a big... <laughs> They also like tell us who the audience is. They're like, I couldn't read the liner notes. It was too small. Uh, well, that you know, it's a good album when Michael's Craft Store does a review. <laughs> that, I don't know if they did. I just that that feels like the way. <laughs> well, you know me when I I look at my top bop deliberation, the liner notes are one of yeah. those things. So I might have to reconsider. <laughs> So y'all, uh, we've done our top bops. What, what was the biggest flop of the album for you? Okay, can I start? Yeah, I'd love to. Okay, love so I selected All I Want for Christmas Is You as my biggest flop of the album. And I'll tell you why. Just let me have the floor for a little bit and then you guys can respond. <clears throat> yeah. So mm-hmm. all due respect to Dolly, I think we've done a great job of professing our love for the mystique, the legend, the legacy that is Dolly. I just don't think the song needs to be remade. I think the original should remain untouched. First, that's my first point. Second point... <sighs> Jimmy Fallon like come on people like Jimmy Fallon is exhibit A of like white cis man being mediocre and rising up in his given industry truly like as my friend Dan Zapala once said why did Lord Michaels decide to pluck him out of mediocrity and we're stuck with the after effects of that bullshit? No, thank you. There are so many amazing people who could have come on and sang with her on this. And we got Jimmy fucking Fallon, the guy who like, I'll, I could make Jimmy laugh. I'd just walk into a room and be like, Ooh, and he'd, he would collapse laughing. Like, seriously. So I'm so, like, Jimmy, I know you're listening. I know you're a bopper flop listener. How dare you? Okay. How dare you, Jimmy? How dare you? That being said, love you, Dolly. So funny agree. enough, that was, um, too. that was your flop too. Yeah, mm. Mm. it was. It was definitely like I. It was up there in contention for t- for biggest flop for me. I will like this is one that where you can definitely tell that they did it in COVID circumstances. These two are not uh-huh. in the same pod, Mm-mm. unlike Michael Blue Play <laughs> and Dolly. Yeah. Um, it's just because so there's crazy. a moment when, the, when they're doing the dialogue in the beginning that, like, it actually, like, cuts Jimmy Fallon to go into the song. <laughs> I like, didn't Jimmy notice. Stop talking. I didn't know. Go notice. back and listen. It like, it, like, cuts him short of him, like, talking. Okay, good to know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, it's not a good song. It's not my biggest flop, but it is... It's up there. 
They have a unique... I don't mind. Huh? She's in his show a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and according to the storyline on Spotify, she said something along the lines like, people would expect that we're really great friends, but really I just know him because I'm on his show a lot. I was like, okay, there you have it. Who do you think could have... Life, Dolly. I, I'm such a Mariah Carey purist. I don't think anybody else could have. I, I was kind of getting into it, but then once the Jimmy Fallon part, it like completely disassociated. Who would you rather have do the duet? I mean, first off, it shouldn't be a duet, but if exactly. there was a duet, who would you pair with Dolly Parton? With Dolly? Oh my gosh, I'd have to think about this. It's easy for me. Noah Cyrus. Oh. <laughs> there you go. Uh. <laughs> Point blank period. I don't know. I, I would love... I would love to see Mariah herself. <laughs> what on. if it was the Cookie Monster? Okay, well, that's just playing to the audience because you know I would love that. But I think we would all love that. That'd be a fun, like, unexpected twist. You know me. I love any sort of, like, Sesame Street Muppet mashup. I can't Or what, what if it was, like, Mario and it was just, woohoo! <laughs> throughout the song. I mean, anything is better the Jimmy Fallon. I will say we do get one really great spoken word line from Dolly out of this one. That's the one saving grace where at the end she goes, oh, you sexy boy. (laughs) (laughs) So Put that in my my back pocket and save for a rainy day. Absolutely. I mean, she's got to serve it to you even on a track like this. She does. That's so fun. Yeah. So Chad, you all, this is also your biggest flop. Yeah, and I know that um, there was a big story a while ago that Dolly shocked uh, Jimmy Fallon when she was on the show and said that her husband wants to have a threesome with Dolly Parton and Jennifer Aniston. (gasps) Like, major news everywhere. Um, Oh, my God. All of my research. So that's just another thing to, like, put in your mind, too. I mean, that checks out. Kim Kardashian and Paper Magazine, that broke the internet. That broke the internet. I could see that. And, you know, some people say I look like Jennifer Aniston when I have, like, a a Bob wig on. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. 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 Maybe we'll have to put a Bob wig on you and and post it to social. Yeah. And then I'll wear a tight t-shirt because my nipples come out, you know. Mm -hmm. Maybe um, you can review Jennifer's latest album. Oh. <laughs> I can't wait. Sign me up. Absolutely. I think she sings in um, the the morning show. I think there's a moment where she sings a little bit in that in that like Apple TV show. Mm. Okay. Okay. All right. So we've established our biggest flops. Aaron, what did you go with? So I am like as someone that is grew up very religious, but very quickly, once I was uh, old enough to say I was working at Target instead of um, going to church on Sundays, uh, I quickly shifted myself away from religion. And so songs that are like blatantly like, Jesus, you're the savior. Yeah, they don't really don't, don't, don't ring the right way for me. I love spirituality. I think like I still respect that. But like, this song would never be on a play- any of my playlists, is Circle of Love. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I, so I, as, we're, as, we're, as we're talking about, like, again, if you're talking about a four-song EP, you end with Christmas on the Square, 
the rest of this album could probably get thrown to the trash. No, don't say it. Don't, don't, don't lie to me and say that like, that would be like probably the songs that we'd want to be listening to. And once you hit this one, you're like, hmm, what else do I want to listen to? Yeah. You obviously yeah. did the so, 2016 made for TV show, oh, A Circle of Love, which is a song mm-hmm. from. Yeah, so I didn't. Circle of Love that was on NBC that uh, had Dolly Parton's family in it. And it was about um, like making enough money to buy a wedding ring, like one of those old like stories and the sacrifices. Yeah, they made. yeah. They, I would I would much rather have Seasons of Love. Oh, oh. Simon's um, album. Circle of Love. I haven't, but given that plot synopsis, it sounds like Dolly really loves a cookie cutter plot schema to work in, and she just like, and she she mixes in her own magic to like a pre existing formula. You know like, who plays the father in that? Who just made news today? Who who who? Schroeder. Who? <laughs> Nick Schroeder. Yeah. Do you remember the show Silver Spoons? From the 80s, he no. needed 150,000 mile, uh, fifty thousand dollars to get Kyle Rittenhouse out of jail. No, is all shut news this past weeks, um, and he he plays Dolly Parton's the patriarch of the Parton family in Circle of Love. Okay, so that, that's not part of the Dolly canon. Um, we can just yeah. write that off along with this song. Officially, officially scrubbed. <laughs> Nick Schroeder is uh, canceled. Okay, okay, well. Definitely check out Silver Spoons on your list of things to look to. Okay, we'll add it to the list, add it to the list. Yeah, that should be your next podcast where you review old sitcom episodes of shows you've never seen from the 80s that were popular. That would be good. That would be good. I mean, also, we could just do, like, Dolly's entire discography and have, like, five seasons out of that. (laughs) (laughs) A full year of Dolly coming up. I think our listenership would skyrocket. For sure. Is that a Jolly? A Dolly or a Nolly? Nolly. (laughs) We'll We'll have to work on the no. We'll we'll workshop that later with producer Mm -hmm. PJ. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Should we go on to um, the special segment for this episode, our Jingle Obsession? What is that song that tickles mm. our fancy every year that is just our number one Christmas song? Mm. Chad, why don't you start us off? I think it's, I addressed at the beginning. I think from Maine, we need a little Christmas. Mm. We need yep. a little Christmas. We need a little Christmas. Have you heard the, the, Angela, the Angela Lansbury version? I'm going to pull it up on YouTube for reference later. Angela Lansbury, we need a little... And I'm going to need to pull it up for reference to add to the Jingle Obsessions playlist. Yes, you will. Have either of you seen Murder, She Wrote? No. I have a list of, like, those movies I missed in my childhood. The show? Sorry, the show. So I was thinking of um, Death Becomes Her is, like, one of those movies that's on my list. But I have, I definitely have a list of things that missed me that I need to go back to. Angela Lansbury, it's a small town in Maine, and she bikes around and uh, solves murders every episode. But it's a really small town. No one knows why, like, everyone's dying. It's like, <laughs> it's on Amazon Prime and highly, like, it's really definitely worth your time. It's like small town population 96. And at the end yeah, of season by the one, end of the series, there's three left. 
She's she's a hero. It's like the game Among Us, but in TV form. Yeah, it's so good, and I highly recommend. Okay, okay, that's so fun. Jessica Pot, uh, Jessica Fletcher. Okay, I'll definitely have to get into like, that. A canon history. Okay, fabulous. Okay, Aaron, what about you? Uh, for me, it's simple. It's that Mariah Carey. All I want for Christmas is you. And I'm not ashamed to say I'm a year-round listener. Doesn't need to be Christmas. That comes up on the shuffle, Mama. It's it's December for me. I agree. I feel. Correct me if I'm wrong, Chad, but you actually play this quite a bit at your flip yes. phone drag branches off of season. It's actually actually it is one of my favorites, but I just knew somebody was going to save it, so I wanted to save it for somebody else. Uh, Thank you. And Thank Simon, you. I'm like, you're, you, we might need you to pick a separate, a different track, or I'm going to have to ask one of our guests to mm-hmm. pick a different one. Because that was yours? I played no, it, no, I, no. I played it during Pride at First Avenue in the yeah. middle of June, and people go crazy. I, crazy. I have been to probably two drag brunches where that song has been played, and it has no relation to the theme, and people lose their fucking minds when it comes Everybody on. Everybody picks up their Snapchats, and they're like the star, and they're like, oh my god, it's April, and we're listening to this song. Crazy. It's the, it's the K-pop drag brunch, and everyone's just really into their Blackpink and BTS, and then Actually. out of nowhere. Yeah. Actually, and it's uh, it's like definitely a memorable moment of those drag brunches is when Mariah Carey comes on. Funny enough, Sunny Kiriyama was able to find a holiday K-pop song Shut up. that you'll find on the Jingle Obsessions playlist. You'll just have to follow that to, to find to out, find what, out what And you'll um, tell me offline. <laughs> I will tell you offline. Thank you. Or you can, you're, you're just going to need to import it to, to I will. So you're going to see it. I'll see it. I'll see it. You're right. Oh, gosh, so much to do. So much to do. Aaron, what is uh, what's your jingle obsession? Yeah. So this this song actually has a story along with it. It comes mm-hmm. from my favorite Christmas album, which is Wrapped in Red. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the song is Silent Night, uh, featuring Reba and Trisha Underwood. So this is Kelly Clarkson performing it uh, with those two and. What it, what it, the memory it brings back to me and the reason why it's like my top Christmas song is because um, I used to play Catan all throughout college, all throughout after college. I used to play it like three times a week with all of my friends. Mm-hmm. And I used to play Kelly Clarkson's Wrapped in Red like two months after Christmas because I loved it so much. Oh and one of, one of my friends decided to, to pull just like the biggest bullshit uh, trick on me and like p- traded me cards and then played the Monopoly card. If you ever play Catan, it's like oldest trick in the book, but it's like, it's like knife in the heart. Mm. And he played it right as Silent Night was playing. <laughs> and I, sh- I started to shed some tears because like, this is such a wholesome, perfect song that just is so lovely. And you do something so evil and mean spirited during it. Yeah. I made a house rule. You don't fuck anyone up during Silent mm. Night. I don't care if you have to pause until the song's done to do yeah. your move. Mm-hmm. No silent night when, when uh, uh-huh. no, no dirty tricks when silent night's playing. Uh-uh. Absolutely. It's too pure. My question though, is you, you, in the Dolly album, you sort of went away from the Jesus-y song and my, my Jewish sort of understanding of silent night is it's really, really tied to the birth of little baby Jesus and it's the quite... imagery. It is. It is. Call me, 
Call me a hypocrite. That's what you're doing. <laughs> Exposed. That's what you're doing. I think where it, di- it the differences in my mind is Silent Night has al- was, is always just like, it's been a Christmas classic song, right? Like mm-hmm. it's not a new Christmas song. And from it being okay. an old Christmas song, it kind of gets the write-off of, uh, similar to hashtag justice for Cannonball, <laughs> you can listen to the song without necessarily appreciating uh, or acknowledging the artist behind it. Sure. Okay. All right. Well, Aaron, Aaron might have weaseled his way out of that one. That's who I am. Um, comment below. Anything. Just comment below anything. <laughs> write a review on Apple Podcasts. Write Five a stars. Write a goddamn review. Um, so, Chad, uh, thank you so, so, so much for being our guest this week. This was an absolute pleasure, and I think if you if if people weren't a Dolly fan uh, going into this episode, you've turned them all into a Dolly fan. And I'm sure that if we did a group discount, we could uh, all go to Dollywood together. Yeah, yeah. is that a, is that on Groupon? <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you for having me. Yeah, I can talk hours about Dolly. Yes, this was so much fun. Yeah, so, Chad, do you uh, show? <laughs> say that again. I said, sorry if it's a two-hour show. <laughs> uh, there'll be a bonus episode where Chad just, yes. like, literally has a monologue for three hours. Tune in if you want. Uh, yeah. Chad, do you have anything that you want to plug? I know that you run a lot of uh, events, and you yeah, have a, we, um, an empire. Show, uh, since uh, we've been uh, locked up for a few weeks, we have, uh, are back to our digital drag shows, which are every Sunday. Uh, online you just pop into the zoom uh free to watch tip 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 these performers mm-hmm. uh join us on our golden girls cruise which is happening again in 2022 we did one last year 1600 golden girl fans on a caribbean cruise uh right before corona this happened so that's golden fans at c.com and just lots of different other fun things right flip phone events on almost every uh media social media join us on tiktok we have over three hundred thousand followers which is, uh, happened um, <laughs> that's crazy it's crazy i get like there's like a whole like group of people in brazil who are always like right first the moment i like put anything out it's it's wild those brazil fans yeah so maybe crazy. You, Come you to brazil! Of, of, of this um podcast you can do a takeover yeah oh we would love we would love to i've never been on tiktok so that'd be a first for me yeah i gotta learn a dance or something you know yeah i mean i i feel like yeah being like pretty much almost 40 having three hundred thousand followers it's not bad for the the medium made for like 14 year olds yeah and yeah, we're on instagram and then uh yeah if you're in the twin cities come to our drag brunches at union and crave and once the world is back to normal we have dance parties at first avenue you can find us anywhere everywhere love that mm-hmm. um aaron what about you where can people find you yeah yeah so i'm just on uh, instagram per usual at the realist simon um we got our 2020 top bops playlist on spotify a uh, fast follow will be the jingle obsession playlist you can follow my personal spotify playlist i love this playlist shout out jessica wild for that inspiration um yeah and i'll just be around here bopping around the christmas tree as it were yeah aaron how about you where can we find you on the the interwebs social medias yeah so you can find me at the aaron on all social medias that's t-h-e-e-h-r-e-n weird i know but you'll get used get used to it 
Mm-hmm. The thinking is a little bit off, but probably. <laughs> um, who cares? Um, all I want to make sure that I'm also plugging is, again, as Dolly said, um, this is the season to be giving back and to be giving, if you can, give to local charities, um, give, um, do takeout from your favorite restaurants, do whatever you can to support small businesses because we are in a trying time where a lot of businesses are having to um, really stretch their their wallets and their funds to, to go there. And then additionally, I think the big thing I want to I wanna make sure we're plugging to is get tested regularly. And I'm not just talking about HIV. I'm talking about Corona. There's free tests, uh, at least in the state of Minnesota, get it shipped home, go to the convention center, go whatever you want. Just get tested regularly because I know a lot of you probably want to gather for the holidays. And so the least you can do is make sure you know your status going into the holidays. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, these are weird times. So just check in on your friends. Make sure they're doing okay. And tip yeah. your queens and kings. Tip those queens tip. and kings. Absolutely. Bring those Venmo dollars. They don't even need to be performing. Just give them some money. Yeah. Now, because many of them can't even get on unemployment. So it's, it's hard. It's crazy. Yeah. Tough time. Yeah. All right. Well, this is, uh, this is our holiday episode. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining. Thank you, guys. Have a great holiday. Bye. Bye.